2: This is Dirt and Sprague. I mean, how, how does a tiger get in the bathroom? He almost killed me. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find a little weird I have to ask twice. Pants at a time like this, I've any. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud? Hey, too late. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
3: Mmm, okay, am gonna Let is very upset. So, so, we've discussed this. Mornings are for coffee and contemplation.
2: Coffee and contemplation. The Fan. When I wake up in the morning,
4: love. All right, welcome to the second hour of Dirt and Sprague. This is a Hot Corner Edition. Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris with you. Swag behind the glass. If you missed any of the first hour, you can download that. The Les Schwab Tires Podcast at TaintyTheFan.com or on the Odyssey app. Uh, in the eight o'clock hour, we'll get to Satter story at eight fifteen. Joe is here to poop in everyone's Cheerios, as he thinks the Eagles suck. So we'll get to that as well. We'll uh, we'll tease since this is Dirt and Sprague, and y'all are degenerates and love gambling. We will talk about uh, some betting for tonight's game in the eight o'clock hour. Text line's not happy with me. No, you're a jerk. <laughs> I, I don't blame them. You're just a jerk, jerkety jerk face. <laughs> I'm going to respond just
1: to this last text. <laughs> if the Beavers had gotten Drake May instead of DJ, yeah, that's a bit of a difference there. I, I would I also so. agree with that. <laughs> like, I would have been like, yeah, he played in the ACC, but he's better. Yeah. That
4: guy like, is potentially the number one dude. overall pick. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, bit of a red shirt freshman who just
4: shredded the conference. <laughs> People are throwing boatloads of money at him. And to ran get him for, out of North yeah, Carolina.
1: And ran for 600 yards on top of it. Like, yeah, a bit of a difference there.
4: Yeah, and we'll be able to see that tonight in all its glory, and you can hear that right here on Tiny the Fan. Pre-game starts at at noon, uh, and game kicks at 5. But uh, today's the Holiday Bowl. Uh, the Holiday Bowl is the second most prestigious bowl for a Pac-10, Pac-12 team throughout the years. I remember as a – not anymore, Swag? You shaking no, your head at I me? I think it's the Alamo Bowl is unfortunately now the second Yeah, most, Alamo yeah. Bowl is number two. Oh, what happened to the Holiday
3: Bowl? I Alamo remember Bowl, they got more money in Texas. Than I was going to say team.
1: San Diego uh, Community Credit Union, just not forking <laughs> not, over those not dollars. pulling
3: it down anymore. No, no.
1: Well, I
4: remember when I was a kid, uh, if you didn't go to the Rose Bowl, you went to the Holiday yeah, Bowl. Yeah, the Holiday Bowl used to be number two. And uh, we uh, Wazoo went to the Holiday Bowl and beat Vince Young in Texas one year. I mean, the next year Vince won a natty, but Cooks beat him, so. Holiday Bowl, to me, growing up, was always kind of a big deal. The Holiday
3: Bowl, I mean, San Diego is a great destination, especially this time of year. Yeah, Uh, I'd rather be there than They're playing at Petco Park now because they
4: tore down the old Murph. Oh, right, right. So they're playing at Petco. Oh, so it'll be football and a baseball stadium. Is it going to look as bad as when they do the pinstripe bowl? Probably. Because that looks terrible. Uh. Don't they
3: do one at Fenway Park now? Yep, there's, there's one at Fenway. The Yankee game stadium last night awful. was played at uh, Chase Field, the Oklahoma well, State-Wisconsin game. Yeah, but that thing is giant. They have, like, WrestleManias there. And let's be real, though. Like, some of these bowl games, you <clears throat> see
1: the attendance.
4: They aren't yeah. even filling up a baseball that's stadium. That's true. Oh, like, That's true. Although, Coastal Carolina and East Carolina last night, that place was packed. And those people gave an S about that game. What? What? It's, Wasn't that like six and six and seven and five? Well, yeah, or... but they're two yeah. small schools that have had recent semi-success. My, my dad and I, were we were talking about last night. It's no, just... I
3: imagine there to be some pretty decent attendance for for Petco.
4: Yeah. Oregon, North Carolina.
3: We have a sold-out crowd of 20,000
4: <laughs> on their feet. Now, what well, can Petco Screaming. can get close to
3: 40 in there? That's what I would think, yeah. Okay, all right. You'll, you'll get 25 to 30, I think.
1: Sure. I, I, I will say, travel. though, that as when it comes to a Duck fan – I think they like the Holiday Bowl much more than the Alamo Bowl because
3: of previous experiences. <laughs> yeah, Ducks like, are two and one in their previous. There's one game they won't talk about, but uh, two and one.
1: Yeah, the the Alamo Bowl was uh, that TCU one. That just leaves a sting that I don't think I can't even remember that.
3: Oh, you don't remember that? Uh-uh. Yeah, Oregon—they couldn't, they basic... couldn't be stopped in the first half, and then quarterback. That was went the out. Vernon Vernon Adams Vernon game. Vernon Adams didn't <sighs> play in the second half, and they couldn't stop TCU, and yeah, TCU like scored a 35 like thirty-five to three lead yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: again. Whenever I hear
4: alum, like. Ducks, maybe Alamo Bowl. Like, I shudder a little bit. Hey, it's, dude, man. Wazoo's been to, like, five Sun Bowls over the last <laughs> decade, all right? Nobody wants to go to El yeah. Paso. It snows half the time we play there.
1: Yeah, I'm not really... Uh, I'm not a big Alamo Bowl fan. I mean, San Antonio, never been there.
4: Um, I hear it's beautiful. Yes. I'm sure it's a, a boardwalk, sp- nice boardwalk. Uh, boardwalks, uh, or the, the river Riverwalk. walk. The walk. yeah.
3: It's smaller than you think. Yeah, I was gonna say, cool. it's not even a river.
1: It's like a creek running through, like, a does creek? it end up turning it's into a, a canal. bigger... Like, yeah, it
3: comes in. No, they've made a canal is it, it goes, man-made well it goes no the pilots played in a, a basketball tournament there last thanksgiving so okay. we were there during thanksgiving when a lot of stuff was going on and then at the alamo dome uh the they were playing texas state playoff football games there so there was a whole mess of high school football teams along with us playing the we played uh in this tournament hosted by the university of the incarnate word <laughs> where your quarterback, came, Cam, and your quarterback was playing in his playoff game the weekend we were there. Let's yeah. go, baby. Yeah, let me
4: tell you what. A D2 Heisman does not translate <laughs> to D1 schools, all right? Let me tell you this. We were just talking about that. Joe was like, every time I watched him, he was great. And I was like, every time I watched him, he's trash. <laughs> like, Cam Ward is trash. But,
1: but you're saying it is more of like a just kind of a little canal that just runs through the city and then turns into Yeah, like... it's
3: kinda under it goes under the downtown like overpasses and stuff. It's yeah. kinda cool. Yeah. I mean they do little um you know they have little I don't know gondolas or something. You can do the little touristy thing. So you can actually go on it. said water. Uh yes yeah, so you can get a little tour of it and it's not infested around. like the poop filled Willametta. <laughs> well I don't know. I didn't see anybody swimming in there. So
1: uh let's be real. I mean <clears throat> geographically speaking the Alamo Bowl or the Holiday Bowl would be much better than what has been happening here the last couple of days. Yeah, that I've, is the
3: truth. I mean... This place sucks. <laughs> what the hell was yesterday <laughs> with the wind this and place, everything? I have this place not is had like power Cam. at my house since 10.30 yesterday morning. See, this is, place is like Cam Ward in a
1: bowl game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would definitely be down to be in San Diego right now. San Diego. Shout out Marcus Greaves,
4: by the way. Shout out to Marcus. But, oh, I miss Marcus.
1: But the Holiday Bowl for Ducks also has, to me, one of the pinnacle moments mm-hmm. of when the program started to turn that tide of being a national brand is the holiday bowl against oklahoma state you had jeremiah masoli mm-hmm. bowling over a dude yeah. and then running for another 40 <laughs> yard score and a touchdown and masoli i feel like he was the size of me it's dude he, <laughs> yeah he was like six foot he was a stout dude a <laughs> I mean, tank And then you had uh, Legarrett Blunt hurdling a dude (laughs) at the end of the game, like literally just goosebumps because he hurdles and then he goes and scores. And it's just like that. And that was to ice the game. It was just like that was a moment where Oregon just popped off again on a national stage against a Mm -hmm. good Oakland. That was a top 25 matchup in the Mm -hmm. Holiday Bowl, whereas this isn't going to have that uh, stature. But again, two great quarterbacks, two offenses. But the Holiday Bowl to me is like, if ducks can go Rose Bowl, I like them going to the Holiday Bowl just because of again past experiences. And I don't care like what sponsor has more money. Holiday Bowl has been around longer to me. It has a little bit more prestige, a little bit yeah. more honor <clears throat> to it. So
4: that's what I'm saying. I mean, the Alamo Bowl might be number two in the Pac-12 these days, but the Holiday Bowl, I think. Now carries... that I said that, I'm sure Alamo Bowl's probably been going on for like 40 years. Oh, with just... oh, I bet you it's been going on for like 70 I had years. No idea. Um, but that's but I think the Ducks are in a good spot tonight. To have that kind of, to kind of have that television prominence, you know, it is Bo Nix <laughs> since nineteen ninety three. <1993. laughs> oh, the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, I really thought it was like yeah, seventy so, years. I'm so dumb. I, I, I'm thinking like the Cotton Bowl. See,
1: you work in this industry long enough, though, you <clears throat> know. As soon as you say something like that, you're like in your head, you're like, you know, I'm probably wrong. I'm one hundred percent wrong. Completely I'm
4: wrong on that. Completely wrong. <laughs> but I think, but I think, as far as like visibility that you were talking about being in the Holiday Bowl, I think that is huge tonight. Drake May, Bo Nix, I mean, these are two of two of the best quarterbacks yeah, in all of college football. Thank God they both these, came back. These are two guys, yeah, that are coming back that if they didn't come back would be first-round draft picks in the NFL. Now, whether they translate or not, that's, that's a different question. But these are two of the best quarterbacks in college football, and I think there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this game tonight. And I think... I mean, if I mean, if you're Mac Brown, you're probably more excited than if you're Dan Lanning, right? This is great for North Carolina. That's why I think North Carolina will come out and, you know, this isn't just thanks for being here. This isn't just going to be like here's Drake May and look how great he is. <laughs> no, there's there's a lot at stake for both of these programs. Well, we we got a lot
1: to get into about this game, but uh, just real quickly on the quarterback and like this game being important and having that stature is. Like I said, thank God they both came back. Because right. if you are playing this game with Tristan Thompson and whoever the backup is in North Carolina. Tristan Thompson. <laughs> probably, yeah, the equivalent <laughs> North Carolina version of that. This game does not get as hyped. No. There's not as much, you know, eyeballs on this. We're like, still talking about
4: DJU. Fox,
1: <laughs> the game is on Fox today. Yeah. And they have been like. At 5 o'clock, there's no Thursday night football. They've been advertising. Um, is that is that Thursday night?
4: I think there's a uh, Cowboys it's, Titans tomorrow. Yeah. No, but Today's I mean, Wednesday. but I mean, it's they're not going against the NFL oh, today. I give it. That's you're what I meant. Right, right. My bad. So no so yes, Thursday night football, Blazers don't play yeah. till Friday. Like as far as this market is concerned, this is it. Yep. No, a
1: lot of eyeballs on this, and um, yeah, having that quarterback ba- matchup, man. I mean. This is the modern day football quarterbacks sell the game, right? And Ooh. you have Bo Nix, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation this year. Drake May, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation this year. We could go number one Potential overall. number one yeah. in the future. Yeah, it's like we, we, we got a great game to talk about for the next couple hours.
4: Yep, so let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Ducks will take on North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl tonight at 5. Pre-game coverage starts right here on 1080. The Fan Home of the Ducks starting at noon. Take you right all the way up to kickoff. Anthony Newman, Dusty the Iceman, and uh, Andy Dirt Johnson will all be in the house to take care of you guys. Uh, leading up to that game so let's get into it how does this game look from both sides it's important the optics all that stuff how it affects recruiting i want to dive into all of that for the next half hour and we'll do that next joe fisher patrick harris swag hot corner edition break, tonight, the fan.
3: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. Seven
4: eighteen. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. You almost said poop-filled Willamette. I almost fo- said poop-filled Willamette. You get in uh, the rhythm, and when you only do shows once a week, sometimes once a month, uh, you uh, old habits die hard. Like and when it's in the same place for you know seven years, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, that'll happen. It is a Wednesday though. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and these damn into that. these damn ducks. No hot corner
4: <laughs> again.
1: I, I I know. Trust me. I know you <clears throat> are dying to hear about the the hot stove of baseball offseason.
4: Hey man, we talked about Carlos Correa yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean
1: we're not are we, are we about to? No, no, uh, we're not about to.
4: But I mean, there's but I mean, like the Padres have four shortstops. <laughs> You know, <laughs> all right. The fine. Dodgers don't do anything, and Trevor Bauer is going to get to play baseball again. Uh, I feel like this is about as
1: much baseball as we're going to be able to sneak in today. But I feel like we need to get at least a minute in because, again, it's it's a hot corner Wednesday, and the Ducks are hi- are hijacking our two hours tonight. Yeah, I actually
4: don't feel like talking about baseball today. <laughs> I actually don't. Surprisingly enough, you know, it's it's hard to do it every day. I think it's, it's like nice to have a little pocket and then go. Is there a daily MLB show, like Monday through Buster Friday? Buster only does a podcast
1: every morning. And well, uh, and I'm not surprised. In like, the offseason,
4: like, though? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's
1: that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, is there someone in January like, well, pitchers and catchers such uh, a report in a few weeks. 45 days. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, Fly ball. <laughs> Caught <laughs> basically,
4: uh, but let's continue with this. As the Oregon Ducks will take on North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl tonight in San Diego, Ducks are favored by 13, <clears throat> the over under is 75. Uh, I think Vegas is setting this up to <clears throat> excuse me be, be a fairly offensive heavy kind of situation here. Uh, with Drake May and that juggernaut of an offense that North Carolina had, I mean, that defense was not great. Is not great. No. At all. No. But the offense is that potent that that's why they've been able to hang in games. And that, remember, they were ranked for a lot of the year. They were top 10. Yeah, it was kind of an up and
1: down year. I think they started in the top 10 or top 15. Mm-hmm. And then... They,
4: I think they climbed all the way up to like number nine. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember if they started, fell out, climbed back up, fell out again. Like it's... It's been kind of a weird year for UNC, but they they've definitely had their moments of being a top twenty five team in the country. Yeah, and sure. they got
4: a, they got a freshman quarterback that everyone is lining up to pay nil money to get him to leave North Carolina and go somewhere else. Uh, he is going back to North Carolina next year. So basically, we're looking at two game two teams that have potent offenses. All right, the Oregon offense is great. Yes. This offense is fantastic. With and and Bo should be healthy. And when Bo is healthy, what we've seen this year is better than we anything we've seen at Auburn. Healthy Bo in this offense is really damn good. <laughs> yes. So it's easy to go and say that, well, the, it's going to be quarterback versus quarterback. No. Swag was mentioning this, and when he gets back in the room, I'd like him to say something about it, but he is actually going to hammer the under. And I don't know if I would necessarily hammer the under, but this game to me is going to lie on defense. Can North Carolina do anything to stop Oregon's offense because they haven't been able to stop anybody really all year and can Dan Lanning get that defense up and scout and scheme to stop Drake May
1: well pot meet kettle because Oregon hasn't been able to stop much this year (laughs) that
4: is true Cam Ward is terrible and they put 30 plus on Oregon
1: yeah so uh, I mean this is and yeah I'd love to hear why swag thinks that it's going to be under because all signs to me point as this game being an offensive battle back and forth. Like, right. I understand the spread's 13, but I feel like this could definitely be covered by North Carolina. We'll get into that later. But this to me has definitely got shades of, you know, 40 something 35. So you, you think know, it'll it, be more of a shootout? I think so. I mean, again, we're talking number one quarterback in the draft next year or whatever, um, whenever he's eligible and Drake may going against this Oregon defense. Like I understand that, uh, you know, North Carolina's defense is really bad, but let's not assume that our uh, Oregon defense here. I say are the ducks fans, whatever is it's any okay, good.
4: It's okay to be a fan. Of, Asp-
1: Asp- I did give them a few bucks here and there <laughs> over the years, um, especially when you just lost Noah Sewell, who's going in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, you lost Adrian Gonzalez, your cornerback. Um, And I believe your uh, DJ Johnson is also declared for the draft. So those are three of your top defensive players and your defense wasn't good this year anyway. So it's like Drake may might have himself a day. And if he realizes this is a moment where he's got a lot of eyeballs and attention on him, then he
4: could definitely have himself
1: a day and pick apart this Oregon defense.
4: Well, and I think, I mean, like like all bowl games, I mean, we're, we're hyper-focused on this, you know, because it's, it's regional to us. You know, we are home of the Ducks and stuff like that. But let's not forget, all of these bowl games is about, are people going to get up? Like I'm saying, that game last night between the Carolina schools, like, those guys were jacked on the sidelines. And they're two bad schools. But there was enough rivalry there. There was enough at stake, quote unquote, that they got up for it. Will Oregon, will North Carolina get up for this game tonight? That's the real question. And that's maybe why swag you were saying yesterday, maybe that is the reason why you hammer the under. Are these teams really going to get up to play for this? Because is Bo and and is is Bo Nix and Drake May going to try to put on a show or are they going to try to look decent and not get hurt?
3: Oh, I think they'll try to put on a show. I just think also, I mean, you do have a month essentially to prepare for one game. So your defensive players, you can coach up specifically. You're you're a little less. You still work out of your base fundamental and philosophy and schemes and systems, but you can totally tweak things to go into specifically what your opponent is going to do. Yeah, uh, I think. It's a long, it's, you know, I think there's going to be a little rust for both teams in the first quarter. Just getting your footing, getting your timing, all of those sorts of things. You Feeling each other adrenaline out. And all that sort of thing. So 73 and a half is quite a bit of points. Ducks still 13 and a half point favorites. I think that Ducks defense, I mean, North Carolina's, I expect them to be one dimensional. I think mean, yeah. Oregon can make them one dimensional. Um, it's pretty good dimension that they have, but. It's a lot easier to defend a team when you know what's coming.
1: For the sake of uh, correcting myself, Christian Gonzalez is the cornerback that is uh, entering the draft for the Ducks and has been a stud
4: all year. And also, did uh, you say Adrian Gonzalez? Yeah, like the he, baseball player. Yeah, nice. I did. most definitely. Nice. Yeah, the not um, played baseball in like ten years. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got a text earlier.
1: Yeah, someone said Ty Thompson. We oh, said yeah. Tristan Thompson. Come. On. It's seven in the morning. All right. <laughs> Tristan but, Thompson had some hops, though. He was an A. He, NBA final champion. Um, Wasn't he drafted by the Blazers? I don't think so. And then so. traded for is is like it, a draft day trade. Yeah, yeah, a
4: draft day trade and like I don't know, like Lamarcus days or something. I don't know. I about swear that. that's what it is. No,
1: you're thinking of uh I know who you're thinking of. It's something Thomas or something like that. <laughs> I I You know I, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking that guy could jump. He went to LSU
4: that guy could jump. But
1: to but, uh, go back to North Carolina, man, I Like, you know what this game is kind of giving <clears throat> me vibes of? <clears throat> and this happens. Uh, this has happened the last few years with Oregon Duck games. That As we get closer to the game, the more nervous I get about, like, I don't think this is going to be this easy win, this we're covering 13 that the Ducks think it's going to be. Like, you're playing a very, very good offense, a very good quarterback, really, the I mean, he led the team in rushing with 600 yards, so that's sure. where this difference is as far as offenses go. Is that Oregon can run the ball, North Carolina they depend a lot on what Drake May
4: can do. Right, right. But I would, I would counter in the nervous department of, I mean, remember how close? Remember we thought Oregon UCLA was going to just be a slugfest, and whoever survived that was gonna have maybe a chance to to win the conference, but might be too beat up and Oregon boat raced them from the beginning. Right. So there is that potential as well from this Oregon squad. I think I think what's going to what's going to be the thing I'm going to watch for tonight the most, outside of watching two great quarterbacks play is how Dan Lanning handles this. You know, Mac Brown on the other side is sure he's he's kind of the older, elder statesman and a little long in the tooth. But Mac Brown's got a natty. You know, he's been in these games before. He's been to Holiday Bowls specifically before. You know, he's been to Rose Bowls. He's been he's won a natty, et cetera, et cetera. I'm mostly interested in what Dan Lanning is going to look like tonight, and that's what I want to get into next. How does? what is this this is the first big step i think for dan lanning going forward as far as a recruiter a head coach and the optics of this oregon program and that's we'll get into next t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time
4: I my microphone was super far away. Oregon Ducks to take on North Carolina today as we've been talking about. And, again, you can catch that right here on Tiny the fan home of the Ducks. Kick us at five pregame action uh, right here starting at noon with everybody Five hours in of the house. pregame coverage? Hey, yeah, dude, that's what we do, man. I, I say well, it well, in three shock. three hours
3: of us and then two hours of nothing. I know. I, I say it in shock because I'm like, who else is going to do that I'll, for you? I'll huh? tell
4: you what, man. I would die for a five-hour preview of Washington State getting their – Butts kicked in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I did take
1: Fresno State in that.
4: I took Fresno State in that. <laughs> once I saw
1: that they sold out their ticket allotment for the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. And once Bowl. I saw
4: that Cam Ward was going to start, I knew what was going down. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> Book, Book it. Book it. Uh, so tonight, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, it's offense-heavy game. Um... So we'll see, we'll see how that how that turns out. Oregon is missing some guys on defense who have opted out. North Carolina's defense is trash. The biggest thing that I'm going to be watching when it comes to this game is I'm I'm literally going to be focused on Dan Lanning. I think he has had such an amazing since they last played their football, their their last football game. Dan Lanning has done very, very well. He has flipped big-time recruits that some of them we didn't even know Oregon was on their radar, and he flipped them and got them to come. So it kind of picks up where Cristobal left off. This recruiting juggernaut is getting better and better right now. What's Oregon right now? Seventh in the nation in their current recruiting class? Like, uh, Yeah, something like that. You know, like, he is killing it on this, but we've seen him, and different different than Cristobal, because Cristobal's coaching flaws were more like, I don't know, they were more head-scratching to where Lanning seem more inexperienced. And I want to see in this bowl game, in kind of a high stakes, high-ish stakes, let's not beat around the bush, it's still the Holiday Bowl, but in some high-ish stakes football game on national television, in a prime time slot, on a major network, how he rallies his troops, how he gets these team up, how he gets them going, and what his in-game... Adjustments and demeanor and what he's like and if he pulls it off. I, I think it's fascinating for a young coach to see what he does tonight.
1: I hear you on that and I would like to see that like next year is, you know, obviously you want to see game-to-game improvement and you have a month to prepare like Swag was saying, like maybe you can watch film on yourself as a coach and see situationally what you could have done <laughs> yeah. better, you know, yeah. learn throughout that, uh, through the games throughout the season, but you know, that, that's where it is <clears> – <throat> the, the bowl game, bowl season is so weird because it is kind of this miss, a mishmash of your team this year with, like, well, all these transfers and these opt-outs and coaches. are like, Right. It, this is the preview of next year. So That's I, what
4: I was just going to say. I always look at bowl games as what does your team look like next year. Wazoo's going to finish in the cellar of the Pac-12 next year because I watched this team in a bowl game, <laughs> and we suck. We absolutely suck. And our offensive coordinator left. And our offense was trash. Like, what does that tell me. you? But I'm with you, though. This is the—that's what I mean. That's why my eyes are on Dan Lanning for this game, is this is the first step of the 2023 season. right? And, and this is where I want to see if some of those things, you, those mistakes you've learned and those successes you've had, I want to see some of that come together.
1: Well, I always tell my third uh, fourth grade basketball players that— A loss, a mistake, is not a loss or mistake. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. All right? Just pick yourselves up. Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't want to see coaches make silly mistakes in game plan strategy at any point. So I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to find that, like, differentiator. Like, this is still his first year. And granted, Mm -hmm. this is their first game in, like, a month.
4: <laughs> so this it's, is first year for a man under 40.
1: Yeah. You it, know, it's this is a very, the bowl games are just weird, man. It's like, when do you play football every week and then just stop for a month? And then you play one more game. And that one more game's a big game. And then you're like, wait, where's this guy? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's not playing. Wait, we don't have this ki- Where's this coach? I'm like, yeah, just send Sewell at him. Oh. Oh, wait. We, oh, all right. Well, hell, let's let's see what we can do then, I guess. Yep. like That that kind of what makes uh, bowl games interesting in a sense is that like you don't know what you're going to get. What I do know that we're going to get today, sorry, Swag, a lot of
4: points, a lot of yards. Because there's a lot <laughs> of
1: opt-outs on defense, and the, both of these defenses aren't good.
4: Yeah, I mean that. That's what I am. Uh, So let's. I guess we'll put our put our picks in now.
1: Yeah, I I have to go ducks because I chose them on Football Sunday with uh, Rashad and (laughs) I a couple weeks ago. So I need to stick to your guns. I need to finish out my my three and week, baby. I got. I was right on. um, Gosh, who was the first game? Whoever, and then I took Fresno State in the L.A. Bowl. Of course, you had to. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that ticket allotment. When when I saw that, done.
4: (laughs) Put it in. Put in the ticket,
1: and then I went. uh, I went with Ducks just straight up today because, again, that 13 spread, it just scares me. That's a lot of points. a lot of points. And with offenses like these, I could totally see a backdoor cover of, then this is a 10-point game, 8-point game that Oregon, you know, maybe has control of the entire time, but they just kind of take their foot off the gas at the end to let up uh, those last couple touchdowns.
3: But give me Oregon. Uh, I'm sticking with the under. I think it's going to be, I think they'll build into it. Uh, but 13 and a half I think is a lot at, at for a game like this uh, with so many unknowns and you know turnovers are always the the one big unknown that when they pop up and who gets them can can flip things. So a tight game all of a sudden can turn into a blowout or a blowout can quickly become a tight game. So uh, I'll just I'll take those 13 and a half points. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, would, I, think, I think Oregon wins it. I I, I, I I don't know. Two, three touchdowns by anybody in this is a little tough for me to
4: swallow. Yeah, that's the Dirt Johnson special right there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I will take Oregon to win this game, but I don't like him to cover the spread. And I, I, listening to the two of you, and I felt this way coming in this morning, I'm not going to touch the over-under. I just don't know. I think it could be stingy, like you're talking about swag, a little rust, a little feeling each other out early, which misses opportunities. But, Joe, I don't think you're wrong either, that I think this could just be a, a torch fest of, of Chuck and the Rock. I will say this, though, that all my
1: track record on Football Sunday, when we make our Who Do You Love picks, that whenever I'm very, very confident about something, I, have, get not, <laughs> I have not been uh, very right about that. <laughs> so the fact that I feel so good about this hitting the over and that it being fireworks and, you know, 40-something to 30-something, like, it will probably be twenty to 13,
4: 16, 13 yeah. Final score, North sure. Carolina. Like,
1: <laughs> and that's how I hedge my own bet over the air, right there. As well, Joe did say that it was going to be over, but at the end, he said he that he, a, he could
4: see it go he under. Could see too. it go anyway. Could yeah. go. Could go anyway. Could see them winning this game. Could see them losing this game. All right, so that that's it for you. We got uh, Ducks coverage. Pre-game coverage starts at noon, leading all the way up to kickoff. Right here, to any of the fan. Home of the Ducks, so get your duck fever in and catch the game tonight. As I know, I will be watching, and I've already told you what I'm going to be watching. Real quickly,
1: the line um, since it first came out started at 14 and a half and has uh, gone down to about 13. We'll see if there's any some uh, late some line late, movement. Late movement brings late it down action. I would, I would anticipate so, man. I feel like there's people that are going to see this, looking to lay some bets today, and they're like, "Whoa, 13! Drake May, Drake May, still there, right?" Give me the yeah. Give me them to cover. Yeah, that could be interesting.
4: All right, when we come back, I want to slide into the NFL. How much does a mediocre quarterback cost to be on your team? We'll get to that next. Hot corner edition of Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The coming up at the eight o'clock hour, we'll get into uh, some NFL stuff. Plus, we have stat or story at eight fifteen. Uh, but Joe and I were talking about this uh, a little bit ago. It just popped into his head, uh, and I thought it would be fun. So with the news of Tyler Heineke being uh, Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke. Taylor, Heineke. Me. Yes, Taylor. Taylor Heineke, I didn't want to Tristan we're, Thompson this. We're just on fire with the names today. <laughs> Taylor Heineke being benched uh, for Carson Wentz. Joe got to thinking, how many picks is Carson Wentz worth? How many picks have been traded for one mediocre second overall draft pick in Carson Wentz? Joe, roll that beautiful bean footage. It's just –
1: I'm I'm speechless because whenever anybody wants to crap on Dak for throwing a few picks over three, four games – I like to remind them, like, oh yeah, how's Carson Wentz doing in Philly, huh? Yeah. The guy oh. that was drafted number two overall. Same draft as Dak. Compared to the guy
4: who was in the fourth round. I believe Joe said to me, I'm not the guy who's been on three teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I mean, I don't like Dak Prescott, but you bring up a good
1: point. I, I love how Wentz like isn't even on the Eagles anymore and is on his third team, and I'm still that sour about like <laughs> You're it's, still like, that it's been proven there this guy there is one better quarterback here, and I'm still like, no, no. Uh, so he has been worth over the years and this is all the picks from the Eagles trade, the Colts trade and the Commanders trade. 2016 number 8 pick overall, a third round pick and a fourth round pick, 2017 first rounder, a 2018 second round
4: pick. That was just
1: in the Eagles trade. That right was there. just
4: to get him at number 2.
1: So five picks, two of those first rounders, a second round and then a third and fourth. Then the Colts, they traded a 2021 third round pick and a 2022 first round pick. That was conditional because he played 75% of the snaps (laughs) for the Colts. So the Eagles got a first round pick last year from the Colts because of that on top of unloading
4: a massive contract.
1: Yeah. And then uh, this year there was um, for the commanders Colts. It was a second round pick swaps. And then a third round selection is what the Colts got in return. And then, also a conditional pick but he's not going to hit the the snap count yeah. to get that but essentially he has been three first round picks have been traded for Wentz over the years uh you have two uh, one second round three third round and then a fourth round pick those are all like top of the draft those are starters yes those dude. guys should like, be starting on your team you that is a that's not just a whole draft where you got seven picks. That is like, yeah. That's an O-line and a late great wide receiver. <laughs> All for Carson Wentz. And also, uh, take, it, take it away, Patrick, because I have to pull up his stats to end the year last year for the Colts. Because that was a team that was trying to make the playoffs. They were actually playing pretty good. I mean, we thought Carson Wentz might be the
4: thing that pushes them over.
1: They had to beat the Jags the last game of the year.
4: And they didn't and they did not like that's
1: all they had to do was to make
4: it the, and they didn't and, and they, the jags were not today's jags no
1: they totally know no
4: urban meyer got fired jags
1: dude i'll pull up his stats to end the year because man if you're the command if you're a commanders fan right now andy johnson was it hands up who are we go commanders left hand up left hand up by the way i still have not heard the full song and i need to find the video and watch that but if you have to turn to carson Wentz for the last two games of the year Ah, uh, boy, I am sorry. Take your uh, your uh, heart medicine now. Well, here's the big question:
4: how how are we still paying for Carson Wentz? Well, how do we still think this guy might have it? I don't think it's. Uh, I mean,
1: I think Washington is just literally like we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't have any better choices at this. Taylor Heineke was like a god. Four or five weeks ago. They were literally chanting his name. Three years
4: ago, he won a Monday night football game and everybody thought he was the future.
1: The the dude dives for a pylon. Apparently, that's all you need to do in Washington to become an all-time great there. like, I'm not even kidding you. They were chanting his name. Or you're the
4: backup to Kirk Cousins and that is the real life.
1: Heiner Key. Heiner Key. Unbelievable. And he's already benched. Like that's how bad it is over there, where they're like they bet, and now they got
4: to go to Carson Carson Wentz. That's what I mean. Like this guy went number two overall. He's about to win an MVP. His back goes out, and then the Reverend Nick Foles wins a Super Bowl on the Philly Special, and they build a statue of him outside. And since then, Carson Wentz is terrible. He's not good. He hasn't been good. In fact, I would I would argue I haven't seen a stretch of two games in which I thought he was good. Yet. We're still paying him money, and we're still trading draft picks for him. When does the When does the Carson Wentz thing stop? Bro. Because nobody's trading draft picks for for Baker Mayfield, and I would argue he's better than Carson Wentz. I'm going to list off the yardage. and I think he sucks. I'm going to list
1: off the yardage totals for Carson Wentz the last seven eight games of uh, last year when he was with the Colts again. A team fighting for the playoffs. They had the Loaded chance. Loaded roster. They had the chance to do it last year in the last game. With but Frank Reich, the quarterback whisperer, and the granted, Carson Wentz whisperer. They had Jonathan Taylor, who had an amazing year. But this is what Wentz did, basically, with in the most important part of the year. 180 yards. Yikes. 106 yards. Hey, 300-yard game. Ooh. Who 100- was
4: that against?
1: Against Tampa. 158 yards, 57, probably got injured. He only threw the ball 12 times. 225, and then the last two games of the year where you need to win just one of them, you throw for 148 and then 185 yards. 148
4: yards. 180 yards against the Jags, who are not good.
1: Five of your last eight games of the year... You threw for less than 185 yards. Did you
4: say in one of those games In he, today's football. Did you say in one of
1: those games he threw 106 yards? Yeah, 11 How? for 20. Uh, I think that was a disgusting game in Buffalo. That's mid-November at Buffalo. My guess is that he's
4: Carson Wentz playing in mid-November <laughs> Buffalo and was not good. Because I would argue in modern-day NFL, I mean, you just hike the football and you've thrown for a hundred yards. You
1: know? <laughs> No, I was watching some, uh, no offense to your boy, uh, Gardner Minshew, but a couple of those touchdown passes against the Cowboys, like Devontae Smith got wide open. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I could have thrown that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, and then there was another pass and I was like, I probably would have gotten picked off a lot, but I could have maybe made that pass. Yeah, too. Like yeah. the game is set up again in modern day NFL. You're throwing for not even 200 yards a game. Yeah. Five of the last eight games when your team is going like trying to make the playoffs, we need you, bud.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom like all your records, they're all going to get shattered. I, I, the they're w- going to get absolutely destroyed.
1: The one thing I do have some sort of like sympathy for Carson Wentz was at the beginning of the year, before the season started, it was training camp. This commander's reporter or beat writer was talking to him. He's like, It didn't work out in Philadelphia. You got it, it didn't work out in Indianapolis. <laughs> What makes you think that it's to, like <laughs> basically just to his face, like just crapped on him? I was like, oh my god! So, like, Mr. Wentz, you suck. And he gave in him Philly. He
4: gave him you know the PR
1: like, yeah, you know things haven't go according to plan. Just need but, a fresh uh, start,
4: but I'm really believing this team and Coach Rivera is really you know helping me up. And the fact the fact that
1: they are giving him the keys to the car the last two games of the year, and it's looking like South Dakota right now. <laughs> snow, North whipping. Dakota. Both Dakotas. <laughs> All the Dakotas. Isn't he from North Dakota? Well, I was just saying, you go North Dakota it, State? it was North Dakota. It's Jackrabbit. I was just referencing the terrible weather Bison. over there Bisons. right now. Take the keys to the car and get us through this little stretch here. <laughs> can you get us home to
4: Fargo, please? No, and I, I don't have a driver's license is what Carson Wentz said. It was taken away from me. <laughs> you guys took it from me yeah, like a few months ago. Yeah, you literally told me I'm not allowed to drive, and now you want me to go through this blizzard? God.
1: All I got to say is, uh, you know, after uh, in Swag, he can attest to this too, after a Sunday victory over the Eagles, and now seeing this Wentz starting quarterback news for the Commanders, Feeling pretty,
4: <laughs> feeling pretty good feeling pretty
1: good and feeling pretty good <clears throat> going into a game against the titans that have lost what like five in a row i'm pretty sure they they suck yeah
4: that they is, suck yeah uh speaking of them cowboys but more of those eagles the fighting carson wentz <laughs> philadelphia eagles dude, screw that the the fighting garter menchus <laughs> yeah dude menchus my man you dude, know that, that. i would
1: have been really heated if They beat the Cowboys with Gardner Minshew. I would have been really happy for him,
4: but not happy at all. Chucking (laughs) bombs and uh, you know bleeping bombs, you know. (laughs) Been That's, pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I want to go. Are the Eagles in trouble, or can they weather this storm and be the top seed that they are most likely going to finish the season as? We've got a loaded final hour, so stick with us. We'll stay in the NFL for a little bit, and we've got Saturday Story at 8.15. This is Dirt and Sprague, Portland sports leader, 1080 the fan.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.